What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Call to Comeback. I'm Bobby McGinnis alongside Tom Spallone and Eddie Stankwick. Tom, how you doing today? What's going on, fellas? I'm doing pretty good today. Um, happy to be talking sports here on this Monday, and have we got Eddie with us. How you doing today, Ed? Good, Tom. Uh, Bob, how are you? Pretty good. It's nice to have you on again. Yeah, thank you uh, for having me back, guys. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, you know, you've been riding high all season. The, the Eagles are now 7-0, and uh, yeah. undefeated. Are you starting to think that uh, this could be like a perfect season? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I even want it to be a perfect season. It could be because we're favored every game for the rest of the season. Oh, really? But, uh, yeah, uh, it's going to be – it would be tough to go undefeated. We still have to play the Giants twice, the Cowboys again. Uh, those are always tough division games. We still have to play the Packers. Obviously, they're not looking too good, but you don't count on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we still have to play another few decent teams. I can't really think off the top of my head. We play the whole AFC South, so it's not too difficult. Yeah, well, speaking of uh, Aaron Rodgers, actually, you know, the trade deadline's tomorrow, Tuesday. Uh, we saw a few trades go down, um, you know, Tony moving to the Chiefs, James Robinson to the Jets. We saw Roquan, Roquan Smith um, today to the Ravens, uh, a lot of moves. But you mentioned Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Do you think Rodgers could be potentially moved? Oh, wow, that's, that's crazy. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. That'd be interesting. It, it is. It is a little yeah, bit of a cold take. But uh, today I was talking to my friend uh, Mike from home, and uh, he was saying, you know, potential fits for the Jets now that you know Zach Wilson. It seems that a lot of fans uh, have kind of lost hope. Uh, we've seen like his potential and what he could be, but he's, his decision making has been very, very questionable. Um, and honestly, it was a big reason why we lost yesterday. So uh, he was telling me that it would be, you know, Aaron Rodgers would be a very cool fit for the Jets, although I just don't know if, if you can convince the Packers to sell at this point in the season. Yeah, that's um, – I think we're a little too late for that, honestly. We're, 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 tomorrow's the trade deadline, right? Right. Yeah, a deal for Aaron Rodgers being done in one day is extremely unlikely, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of shot it down too. I said, if anything, if there was going to be a quarterback uh, that the Jets could target, I was thinking Ryan Tannehill. Uh, and hear me out, I mean – Ryan Tannehill, he already plays in a run-heavy uh, offense, and he's been on teams where you know the defense is is the strong suit, followed by a heavy run game, and that's exactly what the Jets are. Uh, they have a, a very good defense this year, um, although their offense has been the reason why they haven't been or they didn't win this last Sunday. I mean, you you tell me before the season that the Jets would be five and three, I'm I'm ecstatic, but the fact that we lost to the Patriots yesterday, I think that was a game where we probably should have won. We were up ten three. Zach Wilson throws an interception. We then get a pick six where we should have been up 17-3, but it was called back because rough in the passer. And it's just like mistakes like that. It, it kind of gets me nervous that, you know, this might be the downfall of uh, this season that kind of looks promising for the Jets. Yeah, no, they definitely need to – they definitely need to make another move, I'd say, before tomorrow's deadline, whether it's like O-line help for Zach Wilson or if they do want to make a move at quarterback, even though it would be tough to do that within the next – like 24 hours because it's you really don't see QB trades at the deadline uh, unless it's really uh, like a good fit for two good uh, two teams but um yeah Wilson's play yesterday really wasn't too promising I mean I think you can't give up on him yet but I mean some of those throws that he he made when he really wasn't getting pressured I don't understand why he tries to kind of be like Patrick Mahomes almost or just be like someone he's not he just needs to step up in the pocket and make throws when he has like the time to do it um, so we'll see. I mean, this Jets team, they have pieces around them, so you don't want to waste the talent. Obviously, their defense is very strong. Um, they go to Buffalo next week, so it's going to be a, another tough game for, for Wilson, but they're going to they're gonna have to figure it out. 
Yeah, and you know, I'm not saying that we have to give up on Wilson right now, but I think it's definitely worth seeing. I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be opposed to having Mike White take a handful of first team reps this week in practice. Um, this I'm not sure if this was just you know Jets fan news or or if this was league wide, but um, Mike White actually got promoted to the number two on the depth chart, uh, replacing Joe Flacco. So a move like that kind of makes you wonder, like. Like, why was that necessary enough? That, that that shows me that Mike White must be doing something to turn heads in practice because why else do you make a depth move like that that really has no effect um, come Sunday? Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. Uh, that would make no sense, just move him up for no reason. And we saw how the team played behind Mike White last year. Uh, they obviously played played pretty hard for him. They beat the Bengals, uh, went to the Super Bowl. Um, one thing I actually just did come across, though, at 546, Rich Tamini uh, <laughs> tweeted that the Jets are not considering a quarterback change at the moment right now. So I know that's not the end-all, be-all. but Right. Yeah, no, I mean, that sounds right. And we even yeah. saw, like, how about last week with the Colts, um, their head coach, uh, Coach Reich, they were, he said that there would not be a change uh, at the quarterback position. And then the next day they said that Ellinger would be going for the rest of the season. So, I mean, you really never know. Um, but you're, you're right. I honestly don't see them making a move, um, whether it's internally or bringing someone else in. It's likely that they'll just work with Zach to, you know, keep improving on this decision-making. He really is amazing at evading the sack. He was under pressure all game yesterday and was only sacked once. So the problem is once he evades the sack, it's the decision to throw the ball. You know, he threw one interception yesterday to Devin McCourty, and it was right on the sideline. McCourty did a great job of keeping his feet in bounds, uh, his knees in bounds, I should say. But there's no reason why that ball should have been thrown that close to the sideline. That ball should be sitting in section 346B right now. Yeah, like, that's, that's, that's what was ridiculous. And, and it's amazing. It's a really amazing. He has a, a, a talent for evading the sack and extending the play. But he has to learn to just cut his losses and throw the ball out of bounds. Yeah. yeah, he reminded me a lot of uh, Jalen Hurts when he started playing. Um, he would often holding on to the ball uh, too long, even while being able to evade the sack pretty well and just missing receivers' windows sometimes. Like, I feel like he needs to develop a better connection with Garrett Wilson. Right, yeah. yeah. yeah definitely. Uh, so moving on to uh, what team you guys want to talk about right now. Want to talk about your Giants down in New York? Yeah, I was going to say we can, go, we can talk to Giants and we maybe go Philly. <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean – a little disappointed yesterday uh, with that game for the Giants. Um, the Seahawks, don't get me wrong, they're, they're, they're really slept on, especially this year. I mean, going into the year, I think a lot of people were like, eh, Seahawks aren't going to be good. They lost Russell Wilson. They have Geno Smith. But, I mean, Geno Smith is just he's playing making – It's actually getting yeah, ridiculous because at first it was like a cute story, like, oh, Geno Smith, like he's all right, he's been pretty good. I, I mean, the game I saw yesterday, he, I don't think he missed a throw. He should have had another TD if Lockett didn't drop a, a perfect pass. If you told me in twenty, ridiculous. If you told me in 2014 that Geno Smith would be, like, <laughs> playing like a top-10 quarterback it's in crazy. the year 2022, I would have called you ridiculous. I would have told you yeah. that Geno Smith would be in the commentary booth or, or out of football. football. Yeah. It's insane. Exactly. Especially when he was on the Giants, you know, he I thought he was just going to be a career backup. I was like, oh, good for Geno. He'd be a career backup. And now he steps into Seattle, wins the, wins the role over Drew Locke, which you know isn't anything special but i mean it, it start you got to kind of tip your cap to Pete carroll it's almost like this system works so well especially now that russell wilson's playing the way he's playing yeah uh you, you really got to wonder like you, you give most of maybe you give most of wilson's early credit to Pete carroll yeah now carroll definitely deserves a lot of credit because he's a good coach and i mean you have two premier receivers like lockett and metcalf are, are great receivers in the league 
So it makes it a lot easier on Geno. And then you have the rookie running back, Kenneth Walker, who's looked yeah. really strong out of the backfield. Probably offensive rookie of the year this year. Yeah, now, now that Brees, now that Brees, Brees Hall went down. went down. I could see that happening. And and their O-line has been good. Charles Cross, I think, gave up one sack yesterday. But overall, he's been having a solid rookie season. And um, I think the Giants really tried to stick with the game plan that they've had all year is uh, keep it close at half. They, they kind of got conservative towards the end of the first half. But then people thought, oh, they're going to make the adjustments and then attack in the second half. But they really weren't able to do that because um, the Seahawks defense did a great job of stopping the run game. And Barkley really never got going. And um, there's just no receivers right now for the Giants that any team's going to be scared of to take guys out of the box for. Wondell Robinson's a good slot receiver rookie, but he's not any anyone you're going to be too feared of, and they don't have any X receiver <clears throat> that's going to take the eyes away from Barkley. So I think Shane needs to make a move for receiver uh, by tomorrow afternoon because the Giants are sitting here at 6-2 and two right now into the bye, which is far better than any fan expected. Right. And even when you have a strong roster, you really don't – that doesn't mean you're going to start off 6-2 and two any any year, any given year, you know? Right. So you're not in this position often. I think they should they should go, f- go for a playmaker. Obviously, you don't want to spend more than like a, a third. You really don't even want to give a second in the position the Giants are in. But if you can get a receiver on, a, on his rookie deal, that's Claypool, that's Judy, that's DJ Moore would probably be too expensive. DJ Moore would probably be the top option. But yeah. I've, I've had a guy like Brandon Cooks. Cooks Cooks I like, but he's a, like a $20 million cap hit for next year, which I would not want because the Giants are not in a position to be doing that either. A guy like Judy and uh, Claypool have very minimal money on their on their rookie deal next year. So I'd, I'd go in that direction, but... I don't know. They could all. They might just sit. I don't know. Here's another name, Kendrick Bourne. I'm just looking Bourne on on these websites. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean Kendrick Kendrick Bourne's no no DJ cheap. Moore, but you know he's he's probably would cost you a late round pick. At, you know, maybe a yeah. conditional late round pick. Yeah, I mean the Giants will take any receivers they can get at this point. They just activated a guy from the Jets, Lawrence Cager, yesterday who has played minimal snaps at the starting role. So they they're very slim at, at receiver and now tight end too with Bellinger being out for weeks. Yeah. So they're just they're slim at the playmaking position. Yeah, that was uh that was a tough game for the Giants yesterday. They were due to lose the game. A tough environment in Seattle. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about Seattle though. Um, yeah, Pete Carroll was under the hot seat. I would say coming into the season in the right. last few years, and uh, he's done a great job this year. Out of a team that was supposed to be dead last in the NFC West, I believe they're in first right now. Mm-hmm. And um, they've they've consistently played well. Uh, they drafted well with. Uh, Boye, Mafe, uh, Tariq Woolen, and uh, Charles Cross. They've all been great. They have another tackle, or someone on the right side, I believe, that they drafted in the first round. I can't remember his name. But, uh, yeah, this all looks really bad on Russell Wilson, in my opinion. At one time, Russell Wilson was someone I think all of us were, like, penciled in. He's probably going to be a Hall of Famer. And, geez, it's not looking good. You leave Seattle and they start playing like this. The whole team seems to have, like, a different culture now. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't look too good for him. Yeah, you're right. I mean, <laughs> we we all know how how Russell Wilson's been playing this year, and he's been taking the heat for it. But it's like no one's really given the the proper credit to Pete Carroll and, yeah, and how he ran that system. Yeah, he was. If they didn't play well this year, he probably would have been fired. And now his job's definitely safe, I'd say. Right. Yeah, and, and you mentioned this rookie rookie draft class. It kind of reminds you a little bit. Everyone always refers to the the Saints draft class. I think it was 2017 yeah, uh, with yeah. Alvin Kamara and Marshawn Lattimore and uh, Trey Hendrickson. Right. Name. Right. And you know, it, it's it's drafts like that that really set your team forward for the future, and, and that's why I'm excited as a Jets fan. Like, I, I understand I'm frustrated after this last loss, but our wins this year have come via first first year players and second year players. I mean, Absolutely, you look at this yeah. this core; some of them are banged up right now. But you moving forward, you got 
Brees Hall, AVT, um, Max Mitchell, who's a, a late round uh, draft pick this year. Before he got hurt, he looked Lafayette, good. Right? Um, I'm sorry, Lafayette. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Garrett Wilson, defensive side. You got Sauce Gardner. I mean, Quinn and Williams still only like 25 years old, and he's gonna have to get paid this season. I, I wouldn't be opposed if they paid him now. I mean, he had another sack yesterday. Um, just a few guys. I mean, I could keep going. Jermaine Johnson, um, but. It's it's drafts like those and having like good drafts like back to back or even having one where it's very deep. I mean that's that's why the Seahawks right now are sitting in first in that division. I would never predict that come start of the season. Yeah, and I think that's why teams are starting to value uh, first round picks uh, higher in the last few years. Because right. we've seen teams first round and second round picks just making an instant impact, and that's why I've seen feel like we've seen star players only be traded for multiple seconds or like a second and a third. Because um, first-round picks are that valuable. I mean, look, like the Seahawks were kind of in a rough position going into this year because they traded Jamal Adams, who's currently hurt, um, for two firsts and a third, which was like unheard yeah. of. And if you pull up like the history of what that actually panned out to be, um, I believe when you look at it, it was like AVT, um, Garrett Wilson, and um, just it's it's yeah. it's when you look at like the aftermath of these trades it always it's always a poor reflection on the team that gave up the picks absolutely yeah what do you think yeah. the jets record would be right now if they were to have uh, uh garrett and sauce Gardner? right uh, i mean pff, I, I don't know i the, their win total before the season was five now it's now it's at eight which i actually think is still low i think they could definitely get to like nine nine yeah. maybe ten wins um, and I said before the season two, if they're five and four going into the uh, bye week ten, then I think they're going to make the playoffs. I, I I don't mean to go back to the Jets here, but I want to pull up their schedule um, because it's very favorable after the bye. So if you're five and four at the bye week, uh, which means I'm assuming we lose to Buffalo this week, you got New England, which I think is a winnable team. It's it's unfortunate that we couldn't beat them at home, and now it's going to be a little tougher to beat them in Foxborough. But then you got the Bears. Uh, Vikings, Bills are going to be tough, but then you end the season. Detroit, Jacksonville, Seattle, Miami. And I understand Seattle looks a little tougher now, but um, those are winnable games for the Jets. Uh, in those last four weeks, you know, we could be playing meaningful football at the end of December, early January. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, those those games are all winnable for the Jets for the most part. In Miami, is going to be tough, but you never know the implications of that game, who's going to be, like, resting players, what the deal is going to be. Right, and, we, always and I tough. understand they didn't have Tua in the first time we played them, but a 40-17 to 17 victory over them, I mean, that's that's got to feel pretty good. you got to feel confident going yeah, into that game. very good on the yeah. offensive side of the ball there. Right. So uh, what else you want to jump into? Maybe we could talk a little bit about I the actually, Eagles. Yeah, before we move on to Eagles, I actually want to talk a little bit about Giants. Um, and they're they're gonna have a big quarterback um situation this this offseason. Yeah. So I was I was talking to my friend Mike earlier. I, I mentioned him <laughs> earlier on the show, but we were talking for like an hour and I said, you know, what what's the situation? You know, the Giants, they're probably not gonna be in a great position to draft one of these top guys. You could take a flyer on someone in the in the middle of the first. I mean, that's fine. Um, however, would you consider putting, instead of a franchise tag on Daniel Jones, a transitional tag on Daniel Jones? Where, you know, you throw, you slap, I don't know what it would be, maybe like a second round pick. I, I'm not sure exactly how that works, but then you would only owe him um, what the fifth, fifth year option would have been, which is like 20 mil, instead of the actual franchise tag money. And if a team wants to match that, you guys get a nice pick as compensation. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Honestly, I've, I kind of forgot about that. A rule. It's not a bad idea. I, I honestly am not even going towards the franchise tag at this point because 
A franchise tag right now for a quarterback is roughly what thirty mil, I think. And the Giants are not in a position to get nah. fully. I mean, that that would you might it's as well just guaranteed. like get nobody in the offseason next year, right? You would have to. Yeah, because they, they're going to have I think roughly like sixty mil to spend. So if you throw the tag on Jones, that means you have thirty mil to spend, and you're probably going to sign Barkus. That means you have like realistically like ten to fifteen million to spend. Right. So I wouldn't do either of those things. Honestly, I'd see if you can. I mean, as of right now, I think I'd, I'd like to keep Jones for next year. I'd try and get, like, a two- or three-year deal worth, like, 16 to Just 18 mil AAV. And front-load it. And, yeah, front-load it. I think he's going to take whatever deal is offered to him. I, I mean, what other what team is going to go out and be like, yeah, we're going to sign Daniel Jones this offseason? Like, there's not a lot. There's not a lot of teams, you know? No. This is, this is a guy that I think you got to keep for, like, the next two years. <clears throat> and if he takes a step backwards next year, then – then it's it's not going to be good because then you're going to have to start thinking about drafting a QB again, and that's not what you want. But I think as of right now, like you just said, like they're they're sitting at six and two, and their schedule is favorable the rest of the way. You, they should realistically get between nine to eleven wins, and that is is picking that's bottom ten, or you're picking twenty to thirty uh, in the draft. So that that I think you just try and build around Jones. He, he's doing what he's doing right now with zero weapons. So if you can get Look what happened. You got. Um, I'm not comparing Jones to any of these guys, but I'm saying you look what happened to Josh Allen when he got digs. Look what happened to Tua this year. Now that he's got Tyreek, I believe Tyreek's on pace to break the single season record right now, uh, receiving record. Um, so you see what happens when these young QBs get their big receivers. I mean, they Zach tried. Wilson they tried too. doing that with Galladay though. They did try doing that with Galladay. That's. I'm. I'm not going to put that on Shane because I wasn't Shane. But I mean, the no, Giants have yeah. tried to do that with with Galladay, and they they swung and missed clearly. I with just that. think you got to be careful with which receiver you you give big money because they gave Galladay top five money, or maybe top ten money, and he and he wasn't really a top ten receiver. Everyone wanted him to be, and everyone started like hyping it up. But it's like you got to be careful with some of these guys. Um, and I, I agree. Like Stefan Diggs, perfect fit. Um, for Josh Allen, and you saw how his career t- took off. Same things going on with Tua right now. Um, so I agree that same thing could happen for Daniel Jones. But I, it's just it's not set in stone. It's not a guarantee. No, yeah, there is no, there are no guarantees, especially in, with trades and and um, free agent signings. But it's going to be interesting to see. I, I really want to I want to build the offense around Jones. Like as of right now, I think Claypool would honestly be it be a really good fit in the, in the Giants system. He's a huge body that can go up and, and it really um, is going to be good for the offense with a guy like Wandale, who's a totally different receiver. So right. he'd be a guy like I really would want. But I'm just looking now. The asking price I'm right. just looking now, and I know that, you know, at, at first it's like, oh, what team's going to really be like going for, for Daniel Jones? You know, the teams that suck, they're going to draft, uh, and what other teams need a QB. But there's three teams actually now that I'm just kind of looking at the league that could be interested in Daniel Jones or perhaps just another a quarterback that becomes available. And first team that comes to mind would be New Orleans Saints. Uh, I think they could definitely go for Jones. Um, and then the other two were Tampa Bay Bucks. Assuming we don't know what what happens with Brady, I mean, it seems like every season we don't know if Brady's retiring or not. So that would be a team to monitor. And then the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, they seem they don't want to draft a quarterback. They went from Philip Rivers to Matt Ryan, yeah. and Daniel Jones would be a fit for for that offense too. So yeah, they're in a tough spot because I don't even know if they have a first this year, right? Right. I think they. Uh, who did they trade their first for away away for the Colts? They was might it, uh, they might have a first this year from arm for Armstead or was that a while ago? Nah, I'm, I, I may have been. I think they have a first. The that may have been last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, they the, traded Jafaris Buckner for a first round pick, I think, years ago. Yeah. Sorry, Buckner is what yeah. I meant. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nah. I, I could I could definitely see them being a team in the mix. But I, I mean, I, I don't think any of them are gonna throw him crazy money. No. 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 I think yeah, it's I, a little too early to 
put a decision on him right now. Yeah, still need take, to take it game by game. We're only halfway through. He's got to. He's if he he obviously has to take him to the playoffs at this point. If he doesn't get to the playoffs, then it'd be yeah, right. it'd be a huge disappointment. Yeah, absolutely. So. It's it's definitely. I would say for both New York teams, it would honestly be a disappointment at this point to not make the playoffs. I'd say yeah, yeah. more on the Giants. Not not, but. not really a disappointment, just like a uh, like come on. I know the Jets just lost Brees and AVT, who were arguably yeah. the two best players in the offense. So right. that's a big big deal. But but yeah, after starting out as a, like if I, I as a fan, I would probably be like hopeful for the playoffs right now. Like I'd be a little disappointed. If they I think it's just tough when you play. I mean, the AFC East is like brutally underrated. It I mean, is. the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Pats. It's Those are three very sure, good yeah. teams. Or I'd say one one very good team. I mean, the Bills, I'd say like the, right now, the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Eagles are just in their own tier. The rest of the league is kind of like, you know, we're all they're all kind of floating somewhere but in the competitive realm. Yeah. Um, besides maybe a few, like, you know, Car- uh, Carolina came away with it. I mean, they om- they, they should have won if they, yeah, 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 didn't yeah, yeah, you're right, sell you're the right. game twice for them. But <laughs> oh, that was really God, bad. Yeah. DJ Moore made a nice play on that too. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, it's a tough division. So I... I yeah, I'd be a little disappointed if we don't make the playoffs, but what I said before the season is what I should stick to, and that's if they do win, like, eight or nine games, I'd be very happy. Yeah, de- definitely. But the only thing is, when I did say that, I said eight or nine games and Zach Wilson's the guy. The problem is now if we're eight or nine games and, and we're still questionable about Zach, yeah, that's, not great. that's, no that's not a great problem yeah, to have. Absolutely, but yeah, it's not. The defense looks amazing. I mean, the defense is really starting to remind me of, like, our playoff days, 2010, 11, you know, yeah. those 2019. I mean, Sauce Gardner is – He's the real deal. I think he's the real deal. Yeah, definitely. And like, they, they have one of the best corner duos. I'm, I'm, I get nervous saying that because we were talking about how good Brees Hall is, and then he goes down. Yeah. But, uh, it's just unfortunate. Yeah, I guess we'll just knock on wood. And, yeah, DJ Reed, I mean, that's a great pairing. It's almost like Revis and Cromartie back in their heyday. Yeah, they've been good this year. All right, Eddie. You've waited twenty minutes. We'll uh, we'll let you gloat about your undefeated team right now. Uh, there's honestly not much to say right now. Uh, yesterday was another good win. AJ Brown had the best game of his career, and also the best game of an Eagles wide receiver I think I've ever seen in my life. Uh, yeah, this year the ba- biggest thing I'm happy about with the Eagles more than honestly them being seven and zero is how well Jalen Hurts has played. Um, he did not look like a quarterback that was ever going to be able to throw the ball down the field effectively. And he's proved everyone wrong so far this season. Like yesterday to AJ, um, on none of those three touchdowns was AJ like wide open. He was throwing the ball into coverage. Uh, he's not afraid to throw the ball into coverage like he has been in uh, past years. And he's exceeded expectations for the most part. Um, that's, he's been great. Uh, same One thing about the team so far too, other than Davis going down yesterday, is uh, we haven't had any injuries so far. I know that's... Like jump jinxing that saying that right now, but that's one of the biggest parts of why I think we've been seven and zero. We really haven't lost any starters. We yeah. lost um, did Derek Barnett, who's a um, rotational edge rusher, yeah. and then yesterday we lost Davis, which was rough. But Milton Williams came in and got a sack and a tackle for a right. loss. And they picked up Robert Quinn. And yeah, we just added yeah. Robert Quinn as well. He yeah, wasn't so. active yesterday, right? No, he played a few snaps. Oh, he yeah. did. Yeah, no, oh. he's number ninety-eight. He's I didn't I didn't know this. He had twenty. Well, you know, he had eighteen and a half sacks last year. Yeah, I, yeah. I think- I think he, he went good. off. Yeah, because Roquan Smith, I don't know, you see that interview, Roquan was like yeah, crying. Yeah, he was like crying, yeah. I didn't, I was, I, Robert Quinn, he's been in the league for a long time. I didn't know how good he was still, though. So, yeah, I'm definitely excited about him. Would you guys know how old he is off the top of your head? I don't. think 32. 32? Yeah. And I mean, sure. was they, they gave up a, a third? Yeah. Third, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 what a team who's 
buying and and needs a rental does. You yeah. know, that's what the Rams did. They got Von Miller. I yeah, mean, you absolutely. don't you don't really care about these these picks right now when you're <laughs> talking about potentially winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, and he's not on contract for next year, and the Bears picked up most of his yeah, deal. Yeah, exactly. So that's how you. Yeah, uh, that was a good deal. Good deal. Perfect rental. Yeah. Um. One of them. What I'm also after Hurts, I'm most happy about uh, the corner duo. Uh, Slay and Bradbury have been uh, locked down for most of the year. Hey, Tom, how do you feel about uh, Bradbury? Yeah, Bradford, Giants fans. yeah you just knew Brett, once Bradbury going across Slade that he was going to be <laughs> insane this year. They're both like top five right now, right? Yeah, yeah. Yesterday, Bradbury actually did not have a good game. I wasn't too happy with him. I think he, he had a holding call, which got a big to sack call back, and a, uh, he had a pass interference. But outside of that, Slade's been good. Year. I mean, even even last year, he's following yeah, up he's a great season. Yeah, Slay has had like a little bit of a uh, back end like career revival. I'd say when we traded for him in 2020, he was like good, but like right. nothing to what he is like what he was earlier in his career. And now it's looking like the last two years, he might be better than what he was earlier in his you're career. You're right. You're so, right. Yeah. Which is a little crazy. And Hassan Reddick was another signing in the off season, which he's just been a beast coming off the edge. I think yeah. he's got six sacks so far in the year. Now, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I haven't watched too many Eagles games. I mean, obviously, you know, as much as they pop up on like Red Zone or Prime yeah. Time. Um, but how has N'Kobe Dean been doing this year? So he actually doesn't play. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. he doesn't have uh, many snaps. So that's um, why I guess he dropped in the draft. Yeah, so uh, he everything I read about him is I've shown found it up a lot. I looked him up today. Is like everyone on the team loves him. He's a hard worker. But TJ Edwards, the starter right now, has just been um, he's been great. Like uh, there's been no reason to take him out, and he's getting paid like eight million a year. So. Yeah. I think they're comfortable with letting Kobe learn a little bit. That's what's good about like a team that doesn't play politics. Like it doesn't matter where you're drafted. Like we're gonna play who's playing good. Exactly. And I mean, you see that happening with the Giants too. We don't care, Kadarius Tony, if you were a first round pick. We didn't draft you. We're gonna play our guys. Uh, same thing with Galladay. Like, look, we you, we got receivers that we think are are giving us a better chance to win. We're not gonna play politics just because you're getting paid doesn't mean you're gonna play. Yeah, it's uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I can't complain of how anything's been going on so far. This week, Texans, um, I'd be pretty disappointed if we didn't beat them by at least, like, 10 points. I know. I really didn't want to mush you, and we're probably going to come back to this, like, yeah. Friday and say how I mushed it. But, like, the Eagles have a very favorable schedule looking ahead. Like, I didn't even realize, like, it was yeah, – I, I really yeah. don't – I don't see a loss on the schedule that time. Yeah, I almost – I almost you, Yeah, you don't even – Yeah, I was, I was talking to Ed, like, a couple – or I think it was, like, two weeks ago, and – they were sitting at five and zero, oh, and we were like, I was like, yeah. And I actually looked at the schedule. I think they might go seventeen and zero. No, literally. I mean, it's, I mean, it's really they, hard to it's do. It's tough to do that because they have, they have to play in Dallas, which is always tough. And then, right. I mean, Packers I, I, game could be trouble. Packers could be trouble. And always, the Giants. Yeah, always so it's Aaron Rodgers. So, it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I'm nervous. Definitely nervous about that game. Yeah, um, it's always tough to go undefeated, but in Indy, I thought that would be a loss before the year, but uh, I'd be pretty disappointed if we lost. Yeah, now, the only thing is, another thing is too, like the Giants, you got to play them twice within five weeks. Like that's tough to beat a team twice, and that could be yeah. another reason why I'm hopeful about the Jets against the Pats because in in three weeks we get them again. So, but yeah, it's tough to beat a team twice throughout a whole season, let alone five weeks. But I mean, it's it's true. You you said Vegas has them favored going out. And and I just checked their win total. It's at fourteen and a half, oh, which yeah. is very high. That's really awesome. <laughs> they have them winning almost fifteen games. What's yeah. their like franchise record for their best record all time? Is it, like fourteen, fifteen? Um, they are thirteen and three, and uh, the uh, when they won the Super Bowl in twenty seven. And you, you know like, who else is like you know who else has quietly had a very good season? And obviously, you know he's not the number one, but I feel like Devonta Smith has has followed up his rookie year with actually a solid 
sophomore campaign right now. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been great for the most part. Uh, yesterday, he had a play that really annoyed me. He caught a ball on like some screen play and ran back like ten <laughs> yards. That was his low light of the season. But other than that, he's been everything you ask of a number two receiver. He picks up the slack when AJ's not. The few games AJ hasn't done as much, but. Uh, yeah, I love Devontae. Love our receiving core right now. I think we have like the perfect receiver to complement each other. And then with Goddard at tight end, he he's been looking great as long as he limits his drops. And uh, yeah, AJ the AJ Brown contract and trade is looking like a steal right now, which I'm very happy about. Yeah, it is. Brown's been exactly what Hurts has needed, and Hurts a few of those throws that Hurts made to, uh, that Hurts made to Brown in the end zone yesterday were just nuts, like right yeah. over the corner, right yeah. under the safety. It was perfect throws. So yeah, that's what happens when you get your guy big time receivers it really helps the development i feel yeah. like their their backfield's been exceeding expectations too like miles sanders he's having a good year I'm, I'm just looking at his stats right now i mean um i don't know this this eagles team like you said it's it's easy when you're not dealing with a lot of injuries but it seems like everything else is just clicking it is yeah it seems like all the guys like each other and what you're saying about miles uh, sanders they made him like the lead back this year right. not doing any more running back by committee like with game, getting game can we get Gamewell a little bit involved in the passing game? Boston Scott really fell out of Right, you got to rotate people in. But. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I like how we made Sanders the lead back. And uh, Hurts is running a little less this year, which I like. I want to see him throwing the ball through the air more. Yeah, that is good. I mean, yeah. you, you never want to see your quarterback take a lot of hits. So. Yeah, he's usually good at avoiding hits for the most part. He's not like Justin Fields who just gets murdered every <laughs> time he runs. But Yeah, uh, yeah. but it's upsetting because Justin Fields kind of has to do that because the Bears have done nothing. Yeah, to, like, I, I feel bad for him. Every Bears game I've like, watched. What did, what did they do like this past offseason? Like, you saw what the Jets did for, for, for Zach, or at least tried to do for Zach. The team around him is, is filthy. There's a lot of weapons. Look at the Bears. What the what they in never Lord's name did they do yeah. to, to yeah, help Justin Fields? To be the head coach. Yeah. I don't understand. It's just a mess over but, there. But He's... yet but yet uh their GM polls is getting like praise for From the Chiefs, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean I don't think they had much cap to work with last year like the Giants, but it's just like And they also didn't have know. a first round pick, but yeah, one trading away Roquan for where they get a second and then trading away Quinn for a third, they're they're getting draft capital. It's that, that turnaround is not going to be for a little while, though. I don't, I don't know if Fields will be able to stick around for the rebuild, as crazy as it sounds. They've consistently drafted, like, brutal, too. Yeah, yeah when you like, when you consistently make miss on picks and the picks. linemen they've taken and, and failed on is just yeah, like miserable Kevin, lines. Kevin Jenkins, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah like, I got to say, say one kid who's been solid for them is second-round pick, Jaquan Brisker. Yeah, yeah, but yeah he's been good. Besides that, I'm looking at all these names. I haven't heard any of them called. Yeah, yeah so Mooney Brisker has a pick six, right? Yeah, Brisker uh, picked off Mac Jones Mac the other day. Him. Yeah, I mean um, Mooney, I thought was gonna be a little better. I mean, he's not. He, we know he's not a true number one, but he hasn't been that great. Yeah, for but like you, you can't expect Fields to be good when his best target's Darnell Mooney. Yeah, you know? like, <laughs> it's just be. And Komet has been very underwhelming at tight end. Right, the offensive line's not great. Their running backs are pretty. They do run the football. Herbert good, Jones or Her- Khalil Herbert. Khalil Herbert, Khalil Herbert and is- Montgomery. Yeah, but it, you know the stats are overwhelming. Her, Khalil Herbert has two hundred more yards on the yeah, ground, really, and yeah. only and less one, carries. and only one less carry. That's crazy. And he has two more touchdowns. I was looking at that He's today. Good. I think I was looking good. at that today. I was reading this thing. It was like waiver wire pickups, and of course, you know, Khalil Herbert's picked up in all my leagues. Yeah. But uh, they were like, the stats are actually like going so far under the radar. Yeah, and like, I, and I was looking. I was like, oh, Montgomery's, you know, he's he's had some good games this year. And then you look at Khalil Herbert, and you're like, damn, he's actually been better. Yeah, I didn't know it was that he's different. Been great. Jeez. Yeah, uh, 
any fantasy league, I feel like where people know what they're doing. Khalil Herbert's yeah, on the team, definitely. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, they were like, he's 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 only rostered in fifty percent of leagues. I was like, yeah, that means he's rostered in a hundred percent of my leagues. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I picked him in the draft actually because I picked Montgomery, and it's just been an absolute fantasy nightmare on which one to start. Yeah, I regret. Yeah. I, speaking of fantasy, yeah, we're all in the same dynasty league. I, I regret taking. Um, not I don't regret taking Zeke. I regret not taking Pollard. And he only went like a round or two later, I think. But really, Pollard went that early. Yeah, I took Zeke in the sixth, and I'm not really oh, losing okay. a lot of value there. But I'm I'm looking at it now. I'm like, this looks like it, he could be like just going down. I mean, I understand Jerry Jones the other day said that they're still committed to Zeke being the starter, yeah, yeah, but so. eventually Pollard's gonna just you know win that backfield. Yeah, Pollard's good. And then. no one else in the league is gonna want Zeke. And maybe I can trade him to like Shevlin or someone who's like competing. But yeah. besides that, it's like. No one wants Zeke. Yeah, he's just lost his. Yeah, he doesn't have he's trade still a good value. power back, but besides that, he's not. Apparently, there's a good role. chance they cut him this off season because they have no more like uh, there were no be no cap hit if they cut okay. him for this off season. That's so, interesting. Really a lot of Cowboys. Fans and that would actually that actually may that that actually believe it or not may end his career because if you look at the running backs that are available this off season. I'm serious. Really? The running backs that are available this offseason, there's a lot of better, younger running backs. So he I don't want to say that end his career. Like, yeah, he might, but he's not going to get signed to be a starter. Yeah, that wouldn't. Nah, I, I would, yeah, I would take him as like a power back as like a number two. Not number two, but like someone you split with. Yeah. Just, he's not a number one anymore. That's just the, rea the realistic. Yeah, I'm just looking here. Like, upcoming, upcoming free agents, you know, obviously we don't know what's going to happen with extensions and tags and whatnot. But, like, this list is crazy. You said Miles Sanders already, Eddie. And then Saquon Barkley, Kareem Hunt, um, Josh Josh Jacobs, uh, Jamal Williams, who's playing great with the Lions, um, Alexander Madison. I mean, there's, there's like, a lot of good options here. Alexander Madison is going to be 25 years old. Yeah. Um, David Montgomery, Devin Singletary, Damian Harris, uh, Kenyon Drake. I mean, there's just all these – running backs that are going to be out there. And, and Zeke will just be another name in the mix, I think. No, definitely. Yeah, that's a stacked running back. Yeah, I could see Kareem Hunt being a, um, a number one, honestly, next year. If he's, I don't think the Browns have any plans on re-signing him. I wouldn't if I'm them, honestly. I think he's still great, but you got Chubb. I think he should be going be a number one somewhere like he used to be in Kansas City because I think he's that good. It's funny you say that. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Hunt gets dealt before tomorrow because the Browns oh, have been trying true. to move him and uh, Eagles could be a team in yeah, I mean I know Eagles, Miles Sanders is playing well right but now, yeah. no yeah but you'll take whatever pieces you can yeah Bills too I'd say I wouldn't be surprised because I've heard like we, we we saw that the Browns put him on the the block basically the trade block and then I think right after the Jets got James Robinson for like a conditional sixth uh, the Browns apparently there's more reports saying like the Browns would move Kareem Hunt for not much more than that so I wouldn't be surprised if one of these competing teams just throws like a fifth round pick out there for them. Yeah, I don't see why. I think, and, I think, and I think that would get it done. Yeah, that's fair. Honestly, running backs just don't have that much worth in terms of picks or anything. So. No, not at all. But while we're talking about, I don't want to go back. I mean, like, I don't want to just talk about the Jets. But since we're talking about the trade deadline, I, I did want to touch on Elijah Moore. And it seemed like he did not play many snaps yesterday. I'm not, I'm not doing this as a troll. This is also the Giants too, because. I mean, the Giants are a team that could be, like, Joe Shane could hit up Douglas and be like, what, what does it take to get Elijah Moore on the Giants? What do you think is the deal there? And, like, what do you think is worth, like, what round pick do you think he's worth right now? Right. I mean, it's so tough because it's, it, this is a tough situation, all right? Because, well, first of all, if a trade was going to happen with the Giants, you know, that always gets weird, like, across the city. We've yeah. seen it really only once with, like, Leonard Williams, mm -hmm. or at least in recent memory. Um, besides that, 
again, I was talking to my friend about the same thing, and he was like, oh, you really think the Jets would get more for Elijah Moore than the Giants got for Tony? And my answer was yes, because yeah, yeah. he had a much better rookie year. And the problems that he's having now, is it's not because of his performance. It's not because of his injuries. It's because they just don't target him. He's not, he doesn't fit in the offense, I guess. Um, and they're just not giving him the ball. So, like, it's not like his value has decreased tremendously. I mean, yeah, he requested a trade, so the Jets don't have much leverage. I mean, the leverage that they have is that he could just sit on the bench and yeah. be inactive for, you know, a couple seasons. But besides that, yeah, we probably we drafted in the second round, so maybe we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to get a second back. But Joe Douglas is also great. I would never underestimate his abilities to get full value out of a player. Yeah. What do you think? Well, Eddie, what, would, what do you think Elijah Moore would fetch in a, in a trade? Uh, I think around the same as what uh, Tony won for, maybe a little better. Yeah, Tony plus. I think it would be like what Tony got plus a little more, maybe. Maybe like a third and a fourth. Third and a fourth could get it well, done. I could third. see it. Maybe maybe a like a, fu- really a future second. Maybe not a this year draft, like a next year second. draft. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to that. You know, being the J- a Jets fan, but it it, it does kind of yeah. suck because he he had a promising rookie year. Yeah, he's been good. I don't know why they can't figure out a fit for him, but Salah Salah kind of like ignored. You know, when he, when he talks to the media about how Elijah Moore only played 10 of, I think, 58 snaps, um, Sally kind of just, like, said it was because they wanted to get Garrett Wilson more snaps and more involved. I mean, Garrett Wilson's clearly the number one. He has a great connection yeah. with Zach Wilson. Um, but it is a shame because, it's like, Elijah Moore's talented, you know, and you don't want to kind of – you don't want to throw that away and you don't want to sell low. Yeah, and no, I agree. I thought they'd probably try and fit him in as, like, the number two option, but I guess it just hasn't worked out. Like so far, it's tough. I don't think, but at the same time, I don't think it's I don't think it's urgent for us to move him now because I think his value will probably be similar in the off season than it is now. And you could always reevaluate things. I wouldn't yeah. be shocked if uh, our offensive coordinator Lafleur was was canned in this off season. I mean, yeah, no, everyone was upset with his play calls yesterday. I heard right. I mean, it's just tough because. Zach Wilson is just underperformed, and I feel like we can never get him in a rhythm. And I understand, like, we have a great run game, and, and it's hard to get away from that when the run works. But it's like, I don't understand. We don't throw the ball deep enough, and also whenever we roll out, Zach Wilson always rolls out to the weak side. And I understand that he's a quarterback that can do that, and that's his advantage is that, like, it throws the defense off a little because he's rolling out to his weak side. But eventually you you got to mix it up and go both ways. I just don't – he's a very questionable yeah. play caller. Yeah, that – and I was also listening to the WFN radio today, and um, they said that uh, a lot of these young QBs you see that they, they get design runs called for them, like Jones and Hurts and um, I don't know, just Fields. And the Jets rarely call. I mean, I know Wilson's not like a primary runner, but like he he's good enough on his feet, especially at avoiding sacks. Where I I don't know why they don't call up like a, a few read options or QB power rows just to like just for defenses give them a different look that uh, we have to worry about his legs too. It's not just his arm, you know what I mean? Well, there's one yesterday uh, early in the uh, in the first quarter. It was a design run. Um, on on like first and goal, which like I don't understand that it was like from like the the ten or the nine, and Zach Wilson got like a yard and a half, and it, I I don't know if it was design run or a read option. Ultimately, Zach Wilson kept the ball and ran for like two yards. That like I understand. I want to see him maybe run more, but in that situation, it made no sense. We ended up settling for three because then all of a sudden you have second and long, and I it's just I it's just questionable his play yeah. calling. You know, no, it has been. 
But uh, on the flip side, the defense has been great this year. Salah finally, he's rotating. Like I think we play like eight or nine defensive linemen like a, a game. Like it's like crazy. Like in the first quarter, you'll see like all like seven or eight defensive linemen like get in the game, and they all produce. They get, they had six sacks yesterday, um, and and as Eddie mentioned earlier, the corners are locked down this year. So while we have this good defense, we got to stop making mistakes on offense. That's the bottom line. Yeah, the Jets uh, edge rusher Bryce Huff, I believe his name is. He had the best uh, game at, for edge rushers in terms of win rate at the line of scrimmage. I think he beat his O-lineman like 45% of the time. Yeah, actually. he had a huge game yesterday. He actually, on the interception that Michael Carter had, he got in there and actually batted the ball away. So I'm not sure if they would have ruled it a fumble. Probably not because Mac Jones uh, uh, kind of had control going forward. Yeah. But ultimately, it was basically just like an infield fly <laughs> to second base where uh, Michael Carter... Um, was just camped underneath. So, you know, I, he, he had a great game yesterday, Huff. And yeah. yeah, I heard his name a lot. Yeah, Joe Holland loves him. <laughs> yeah, I always convince, I always confuse him with some guy that used to be on the Eagles, too. There's some guy named Josh Huff that used to be on the Eagles <laughs> and he got arrested like a week after we drafted him. So <laughs> I always think of him whenever you guys talk about it. Yeah. You guys have any other uh, thoughts as we're uh, towards the end of the episode here? Uh,. No, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't think so. It wasn't the most entertaining week of football, honestly, right. other than the Jets-Patriots game. There were, uh, there were some good games, but nothing too great. Uh, Minnesota-Arizona, it's a decent game. Rough loss for Arizona. Yeah, Arizona, I don't know, I don't know what they're going to do, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Jeez, I don't think At some point, you got to fire Cliff. Yeah, I think they're all everyone's getting canned. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of money to eat, but if you're your billion-dollar franchise, yeah, you got to uh, got to make some changes. Yeah. So. I don't know if you guys want to go over like pretenders and uh, contenders before we wrap up, or yeah, you want to give one of each here. maybe, or yeah. two, two or three of each, or maybe I can ask you as a team, uh, and you guys kind of give me your thoughts. Yeah. We'll do that for the last little segment. All right, so I was looking at this earlier. Um, <laughs> we we were talking about them for a good portion, but the Seattle Seahawks can they contend this year, or are they pretenders, and we're gonna see them, you know, either miss or be a first round bounce. Uh, pretenders. I can't see them winning a playoff game if that's what we're considering, like a pretender. Yeah. I, th- I think they could make the playoffs, but I still don't think they have a chance of winning the NFC West. I think the Niners will eventually pass them and just, that up. Just saying, if the season ended today, the Seahawks would uh, play the San Francisco 49ers. I, or no, sorry. They would play the Giants in the first round of the playoffs, who they just beat Sunday. Yeah. yeah uh, that's why the season that's doesn't end today. Like games, <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's why Atlanta that Falcons. Shocking first Atlanta Falcons are also in there, who are, I think are pretenders as well. Yeah, they're pretenders, but they got a good coach. Their roster is horrible. They're another <laughs> team like the Giants, the terrible roster that's been well coached and playing pretty well. All right, how about a team that's out of the playoffs right now? The Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals. I think. Um, I'm still calling them contenders just because as long as Joe Burrow is that quarterback, I think they got a good shot to win. Honestly, any football game, I think he's. He's their franchise guy, and uh, they're sitting at four and three right now. They got a big game tonight in Cleveland. I'm honestly not too confident in them tonight with with no Chase. I know Chase gonna be out a few weeks with the with the hip injury, but um, I, I still think the Bengals are are the real deal. Yeah, they're, they're a threat in the AFC for sure. I mean, Burrow went off last week, spreading yeah. the wealth too. I yeah. mean, we we saw we were joking about it, and they're all three of their wide receivers were like top five receivers that week in yardage. Yeah, he gets <laughs> Boyd and Chase. Yeah. They're, they're nice. Yeah, I, I think I think they're contenders uh, still. If they win tonight, they'll be the fifth seed. I just the don't know if they. I just don't know if they make the playoffs though. 
That's the thing. See, I, th- it's a I think they will. I think the the AFC is nowhere near as good as I f- we initially thought it was going to be. Honestly, like the Broncos are not a good team. The Browns are not looking too good without uh, Deshaun Watson. The Raiders are looking like embarrassingly bad. Yeah. Uh, the Steelers, and Jaguars are both not good teams, and the Colts aren't as good. So um, yeah, I think the, I think they'll they're. I think they'll make the playoffs, and once they're in the playoffs, they have the offense that can beat any team. So, Well, within that division, do you think there's any chance they edge out the Baltimore Ravens or no? With Jamar uh, just getting hurt, I don't see it really, but there's a chance. Yeah, yeah I don't see it. I mean, I'm, we're, the Ravens team. I like the Ravens all year. If the, if the Ravens made better decisions like in those close games that came down to the wire, they could easily be 8-0. Oh. Yeah. Which is yeah, crazy to the think. Worst decisions they they, they were they were leading losses. in all three of their losses. In yeah, blood. Ravens fans have been a little frustrated with Harbaugh even recently. Yeah, Tom went yeah. as far to say that I, he should be you know on the hot seat. I, I think he should have been on the hot seat, but now after being yeah, in Tampa, I, I kind of agree, they're sitting at five and three right now. I, I don't mean, think so. It's so hard to get a good head coach. It is. That's the thing. It's yeah. like how are you when you find, got that's one, what you have to think about like it's like oh, where are you gonna find one better than Harbaugh? Right. Season he had hired by another team instantly. Oh yeah, instantly. I would love him on the Jets. Yeah, they just haven't been able to win those close games. I take it back. He shouldn't be on the hot seat but but i mean yeah once they i mean after beating tampa in another close game like if they start to win those close games i mean you got to feel good obviously uh, th- they'll they'll easily make the playoffs ravens right uh, harbaugh you just got to keep winning those close games i think i think it'll be a close division race with the Bengals. yeah how about the titans sitting at five and two yeah, I mean, that was a little shocking, honestly. We, we, were, yeah, we were talking today, like, oh, they're the second seed in the AFC. Well, I had no but, clue. I'm looking at it now. I'm yeah, like, I, for so some reason, thought they were like. This morning, yeah, I don't think they're a good team at all. I think no, they're I, pretenders. Yeah, I would go pretenders, too. But Yeah, just they, they run as Henry runs. So I mean, if Henry yeah. has good games, they're going to win games. But you can't rely on running back play in, in the playoffs. We know that Tannehill's going to have to Yeah, I mean, how many times up, do we know? see the, the Titans over the last few years make the playoffs and then get bounced because, yeah, you know, you just can't rely on heavy on the run. But. Yeah, we'll they really haven't done anything well. in the playoffs since that first run with Henry. Right, and their defense, their defense is good, but like I don't think their defense it's is good, good it's enough. It's it's not like the Rams defense that we saw last or year. Niners. Niners, yeah. It's it's really Eagles. hard for me to uh, see any team in the AFC coming close to the Bills or the Chiefs. In the it's playoffs, the Bills and the so. Chiefs, yeah. Like, I think they're the, just so the Dolphins, above every team. The Dolphins possibly, oh, if no, yes, just just because their offense can put up points, like. You know, like Tyreek and Waddle are going to keep you in game. It's going to be if two. Yeah, but it was still, it was still, it was that that game was still too close for comfort with the with the Lions. It was. I mean, but the the Bills one loss this year is is the Dolphins, like, you know. I guess, but then the Jets beat the Dolphins. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, it was Skylar Thompson though. Yeah, but forty forty points on that defense. the Dolphins could have put up. A lot more though. With Probably Tua. they would have had to put up yeah, a lot. I think their offense just keeps them in games. That's the thing. But yeah, their, their defense offense, is going to have to step up. Very good. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think I think only let up seventeen to the Bills. I think I think you could put the Ravens in the conversation too. Like yeah. we said, it's just decision making. It's like how much do we trust uh, Lamar and and John Harbaugh? They like to roll. They, they like to roll the dice a little too much when you yeah. have when you have a Hall of Fame, arguably the best kicker of all time on your yeah. team. Tucker, yeah. Um, so instead of taking points, you, we see a lot of times they like to roll the dice, but gotta win those close games. Yeah, I don't know. And then yeah, in the in the NFC, it's gonna be close. I, I think the Vikings could hang around with the Eagles. That's that's their one loss though. So I mean, anyone could just shoot bad. me down with that argument right there. But Vikings have been really good this year as well, and they're, they they're really they already have a three and a half game lead in their division. Yeah, no, they are, uh, which is insane. Yeah, they've taken the NFC North. I'd say they're a lot yeah. to win it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was prime time Kirk. Which, <laughs> that know, is true. Yeah, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. 
But, uh, yeah, you know, that was a tough game. Philly's a tough environment to play in. They're a really good team. And um, Kirk Cousins has something to prove as much as anyone in this league. Like, he's got to do something this year. This is the best chance he's ever gotten. So. Right. The Vikings are a good team, but I think the, by far the Eagles' biggest threat is the Niners right now. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think so, definitely. I'm not sold on the Niners. You guys are, are bigger on the Niners than me. I mean, yeah. D- McCaffrey, Devo, McCaffrey Kittle, looked sick yesterday. An offense that's, yeah, I think McCaffrey at all, the receiving, passing, the hat-trick. And rushing TD Top yesterday. Three triple positions. crown. Yeah. So that's, the, that's the triple crown right there. No, yeah, I think San Francisco is definitely the biggest threat to Philly, too, just because they, they have the playoff experience. Garoppolo's been there. And the Kittle, Debo, and McCaffrey all healthy is a tough trio to stop. The only so, thing is, their defense like, is elite. The only thing is, the week prior, like they didn't even belong in the same field as the Chiefs. Yeah, I know. I mean, I mean, I know yeah, it's any it's given true. Sunday, and 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 I'm sure if they play the Chiefs again, at some well, it'd have to be the Super Bowl. But if they played them again in the regular season, I'm sure you can also see it's going to be much closer. What was the spread in that game? Three points. Yeah, it was close. It was so, like two or I three. Mean, obviously, the Niners are getting a lot of respect, but. Maybe that just tells you how good the Chiefs are too. Yeah, that's what like, Chiefs like, back to what I said. Like, I just think be a testament the to the Chiefs. Bills are just way above every other team. Like, I wish that Eagles played the Bills or the Chiefs this year because I want to see them right. against one of them in a game where it really doesn't matter. That exactly. Much. Yeah, it wouldn't really matter. I want to. I want. I want, I wish they played a few better teams for the rest of the year. Like that's true. Bulls, like, yeah, no, I was saying that like you want to be battle tested for the postseason, but it's. I mean, you can't help the schedule, but only uh, players yeah. on your schedule. But yeah, now we're talking about the Chiefs, and I'm just thinking like what their off their offense is so good right now, like. I want to see what it looks like with Tony on the field, and I'm really not looking forward to it when he's a healthy yeah. out there. I, that's, that's, that, that's a guy who I picked up on the waiver wire. Their offense is going to be Tony. Yeah, I got to check. That. He's going to spread the field. It's going to be ridiculous. I, I'm not going to be looking forward to watching that. Well, the only thing is, like, you look at what they do with Miko Hardman. I'm pretty sure in that Niners game he had like three touchdowns. Ridiculous, yeah. Like that's insane. And a couple uh, of them were rushing, I think. And you think Tony's probably just as talented. I don't know if he'll be. He's hey, better. He's definitely a fit for that offense, no? Yeah, definitely. The way he plays. He's he's got the fast juky ability that they look for, and he can, he's a legit receiver too. That's the thing. So he's, it's just a matter of if he's gonna be on the field. We'll see, I guess. You could just see him on. I can see it now. Just those jet sweep like yeah, shovel passes. I, I know. Basically a handoff where he just runs. He just around, does what he needs to do. Yeah. End around. And they haven't even gotten Sky Moore going yet, which is gonna be crazy when he develops. I mean, they yeah. got so many guys. It's ridiculous. And they. Didn't even re-sign Tyreek, so it's just. And like, then the running back situation was great. Clyde's playing great this year, and and Pacheco too. Yeah, Pacheco's been really good. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, uh, that's that's pretty much it. That's all my thoughts for this week. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Of course, Ed. It's always a pleasure. Episode. Uh, yeah. So that's been another episode of uh, Call It a Comeback. Nice fifty-minute session there. Um, but uh, well, yeah. We'll uh, we'll see you guys next week. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Bob.